I'm just watching a man scratch a crocodile with a brush. No, sorry, it's neither a crocodile <laughs> nor it is a man. What? <laughs> but it is a brush. It is a brush. A that, broom, sorry. Uh -huh. A big one. Mm. I got all of the information and that completely wrong. Literally, that <laughs> video that you're watching could be literally anything else in the entire universe. I guess we've got starting it off the same way. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm just I can't take anything in my mouth. Like it just it fucking it doesn't work. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good thing you're straight. <laughs> I said you. Should... <laughs> so. <laughs> Sorry. Welcome. Episode to two of uh, our podcast, Excellent Opinions. Um, I'm Sam, joined by me, Troy, and, wow, that was good, yeah. and, um, this week, um, well, we might be doing a two-parter, um, I also like, I also like that it's this week, as if this is weekly, <laughs> so, yeah. one day it might be, I mean, like, yeah, <laughs> I mean, there are weeks that these are happening in, yeah, this is a week, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're right, <laughs> um, so yeah, so this might be a, a multiple-parter. Possibly. Well, Possibly. We'll see how it goes. Yeah. Um, so we're here to talk about... It's not... It's a little different than mm -hmm. the last one. We're here to talk about horror. Yeah. Modern horror in particular. Say that again? Modern horror in particular. Hmm. That sounded weird when you said it. Like horror. Horror. It's a very Northern Irish way of saying it. It is, yeah. Um, but yeah, we're, we're here to talk about horror. Har horror. Horror. Um, what is it? Why is it? Films that are wild scary. Hmm. Uh, yeah, just kind of modern horror cinema. <laughs> Fuck no, I am doing it. <laughs> and, yeah. um, and um the kind of the trends and what people like and don't like, uh what seems to be uh What's uh, hot. What's hot. And what's not. Oh, actually, yes, what is hot? Because there are trends. Um Yes. No, I mean there are trends <laughs> in horror, but there were trends that I've just re been reminded of like just films in general that seem to get made. Yeah. Like, um Well, okay, let's start off with our first point. Well, the first thing that we need to do is we need to figure out what horror is. Yeah. Because I'm still not entirely sure. Well, you looked up the definition. No, I didn't. You didn't? No, I didn't. I looked up the definition. Well, why don't you give us the definition? Okay. Uh, well, no, I can't remember it. Correct. But it was like any form of medium. Any Yeah, it was like any form. A horror cinema uh, specifically was like any form of medium that is designed to elicit a fearful or unsettling response. Right, okay. Like fear stimuli. Right. Yeah. See that's that that's that's the that's the problem for me. Yeah. Because horror don't do that for you. Horror doesn't it's not even that. I like I, I've said this to you before. I said this we went to see Doctor Sleep the other day. Oh yeah. We did that. I com yeah. I completely forgot. Yes. Like I was I was on the shower on my phone. because I, I do that sometimes. Yeah. And I was looking up Stephen King, uh he was doing an interview and he was like Stephen King speaks for the first time after uh Doctor Sleep bomb at box office, and I was like, <laughs> and I genuinely thought I should really go see that. And I completely, <laughs> I completely forgot. Yeah, that that was. That's what we. Yeah, saw. it's all coming back to me now. All of a sudden. Yeah, yeah. that's real. Oh, that's terrible. So the issue for me is that Doctor Sleep is one example of a lot of horror films. Or quotes that have this issue of I, c I can't tell 
I can't tell if it's trying to scare me or if it's just about characters that are experiencing a scary thing. Well, like, um, Google doesn't even think it's a horror film. Google, remember I went well, to the right, bathroom? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Google said it was a fantasy thriller. Yeah. Which... Well, the Wikipedia page still say horror. Yeah. I mean... So... I feel like... I, I mean, it's a Stephen... It's definitely... It's Stephen King. We should... Like, it's just... We can we can just go ahead and say it's a horror. Okay, yeah. But yeah, so like, it's it's basically like any film that's supposed to elicit a fearful and unsettling and kind of uncomfortable response. Yeah. Which is fine, but... I don't feel like that's happened to me from a horror film. No. In a long, long there are time. Very, there are a very small number of horror films that have actually had that effect on me. And Re that's not me trying to say that I'm, like, so fucking hardcore. Yeah, no. That, like, it's just that I, I don't... It's it's rare for a film to, like, genuinely scare me. Yes. But, uh, like, I, here's the thing. The last... I can't remember the last time because actual fear like actual unsettling fear is such a rare thing yes i mean like <clears throat> i've been having it recently if i go on reddit or like no sleep kind of the subreddit or like yeah. internet horror stories like if i see something that's about like like buzzfeed unsolved yeah that's amazing because i will watch it in bed and then i will be super nervous about going to the bathroom because yeah. my toilet's downstairs i will actually do that thing that everyone does where they, like, go downstairs or something, and then as soon as they hit the stairs, they, like, run up. Yeah. Because yeah. I'm convinced, like, I know it won't happen, but I feel like something it's, is going to touch my... Something's behind you. Something's yeah. going to touch my elbow, like, or yeah. my elbow, my ankle. Yeah. And, like, that's great. That's actually... Because yeah. it's sticking with me after I've done... Yeah, so that's the thing I, 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 I remember saying to you a while ago. I've had this sort of thought for a while uh -huh. about the difference between, like, tension and fear. Because... Mm. That's a tough one because the, the the issue with me, for uh, the issue for me with that in horror films is that a lot of horror thinks that being startled is the same thing as being frightened. Well, exa exactly. That's the, or fearful rather. The issue is sort of that a lot of a lot of films sort of rely on this sort of build and release thing. Yeah. Where it's like, you know, character goes into a room some strings start to kind of swell yeah. at a high pitch and then you can you sort of have that feeling of ooh something's something's going to happen and you kind of tense up yeah but then and then something happens and it's a big ah yeah and then your tension's released and you're relaxed again so it's like ah okay you, you see the thing the Whereas issue... actually being afraid like yeah. the actu actual fear doesn't go away right if it's done properly you see for a long long time i thought that a horror film if I was watching a horror film I should feel like I've got a balloon mm. like I should feel like someone's holding a balloon up to my ear and they could pop at any moment but now I think that's wrong yeah if if I've seen a film that's actually frightened me I should go home and close my curtains because I don't want to look at the window yeah exactly Th that's the sign yeah. because I've been getting that from watching unsolved videos and stuff yeah. way more than any horror film I've seen in the last yeah I would confidently say the last few years yeah no, I would agree with that. The film, it's, again, I don't know if maybe I've just been watching the wrong stuff. But certainly mainstream releases. Aren't exactly of... frightening. That doesn't mean they're not good films. Yes. I mean, I can, I, there's a couple of examples like, um, you know, there's horror, there's plenty of horror films that I've seen where I've thought this isn't that scary. No. But I really like it. Yeah. I mean, for that for me, and it's funny because... 
you know, you know, I have that habit of like I will tear something. I will either like tear something to shreds the first time I see it, yeah. and then switch around and love it. Yeah. Or I will love it, yeah. and then actually start to think about it, and yeah. I'll hate it, like Captain Marvel. As an, or as you might have noticed on our last episode. Oh, the like, joke. We were both fully ready to come in here and praise the shit out of it, <laughs> and then by the end of it. <laughs> yeah. Oh my word. Yeah. I. Yeah. The Hollywood doesn't want you to think about these things. No. Um. Which, that's another argument for another time. But, like, yeah, so Hereditary. Mm. I watched it the first time I came out. I watched it in Queen's Film Theatre, I think. And I really hated it because yeah. I didn't like it was... And it's it comes back to this whole idea of trends. It was a film that I guessed it as soon as... It, like, I think it was about 30 minutes in, I guessed what the big bad was going to be. And, like... Spoilers for anyone who hasn't seen it, but you've had like three years. Anyone who hasn't seen it and it's just, they're going to this yeah. weekend. <laughs> um, but Hereditary, the big bad, is a, a coven of witches. Yeah. And I remember, like, I guessed that about half an hour in, and then by the end of the film it was confirmed. And I thought, two things I thought were, every horror film in the last six years has been like a coven of witches. It's been a lot of witches. Yeah. yeah. And then before that, it was zombies. I think it was zombies. Or poltergeists. There was... Let's see. I think early 2000s probably was more zombies. Yeah, because you had like 28 Days Later and you had... Um... Oh, am I just misremembering? I feel like there were way more. You had Shaun the Dead. And that scared me as a kid. Yeah. When you see Dylan Moran ripped to shreds. Well, yeah. Window. I mean, well, that's that's the thing. That's another example of horror that's like... Like, you know, like the Saw franchise, for instance. And yeah. Things of that elk that are more designed to make you uncomfortable with like gore and stuff like that. Yeah. Still technically horror, I guess, but yeah, not I, it, it's not it's it's more leaning towards discomfort than fear. Well, that's the thing. I think that's going to be the issue in like getting a, like a solid definition because horror means so many different things to everyone. Yeah. But uh, going back to hereditary, the, the the thing for me was that I knew the trope going in fairly quickly. Yeah. Um, and the other thing was that hereditary, at the time, I thought it was one of the best films exploring grief. That I'd ever seen, mm. and that was completely weighed down by being horror. Yeah. But now I like I watched it a few weeks ago. It's on Amazon Prime or it's on Netflix or something. And I was like, you know what? I'll give it another shot. I adore that film. Yeah. It's incredible. It's not frightening or scary or I don't know what to call it. If it's it's thrilling. <laughs> sure. Yeah. But that shouldn't be what I'm no, feeling. This is the thing. It's it is it is so hard to nail down. The concept of horror. Yeah. And there are so many horror films yeah. that don't have that effect on you. I mean, like, there's a scene where, uh, uh, near the end of the film, Tony Collette, uh, the main character, the mother, the kind of matriarch of the family, at this point she's been possessed and her youngest son is, like, watching up at her as she's, like, sawing her own head off and, like, staring blankly at him. And I was like, that's a really cool shot, but it didn't scare me. Yeah. I was like, wow, that's really, like, really, it looks really cool. Yeah. That's what I thought. I thought it looked cool. Yeah. And at the time, watching it, it just annoyed me, I think. But, yeah, that's the thing. It's not what is horror. But I knew that that definition exists because otherwise I wouldn't be closing my curtains when I'm on Reddit. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Like, there are... I think that... I think the films that do that are probably few and far between for everybody. Yeah. It just is a case of what film does it. It happened a lot when you. I was a kid. Well, it happened. I mean, that's different. It happens to everybody when they're a kid. I mean, like, uh, I remember I I was so nervous about... There was, like, a backlight behind my TV cabinet in my bedroom as a kid. And after watching Mars Attacks, 
I was convinced that one of the Martians was going to appear behind it. And they used to speak in that really... Yeah. Like, nah, nah, nah. And that frightened me. Like, yeah. it's funny the kind of things that stick with you, but I can't remember the last time something like that has happened to me as a result of watching a horror film. Yeah. No, the, on the only time that I can really think of in recent memory where that's happened, like, strongly was the first time that I watched Paranormal Activity. You were you were all aboard that hype train. I remember. That, well, the thing is, actually, that I it Weren't was you? I yes, but no, because I didn't see it when it came out. No, I only saw it years after. Because I remember you got really excited about showing me one of those movies because there was like oh, there was a couple of interesting shots. Like there was one film where all the cutlery is on the ceiling. Oh, yeah, that was yeah, that was that was Paranormal Activity three. Yeah, and you, that was when they had like money. Yeah, <laughs> so they could do things like that. Yeah, yeah, you were you were mad into showing me that. That was the one. That was the one with the the swivel cam. Yes. Okay, that was good. But again, that's that's like a sense of unease. But then again, yeah, that still works, right? Yeah. Well, it's not even it's Paranormal Activity. It's the first one. Like scared the shit out of me, <clears throat> like straight up. Yeah, but. The ones after that, yeah. In terms of being afraid at all, it kind of, it was a gradual decline. Yeah. From two to three, and then to four, and then after four, it just started like burrowing straight into the ground with a power drill. Yes. In terms of going downhill, I you know you know what's funny, I think I've literally just figured out. Yeah. The key to horror, so. I think okay. The main thing I think is that horror, unlike like. Unlike rom-coms or action or comedies, well, maybe comedies to an extent, but all those other films, like for an action film, for example, you have like a um, Vin Diesel action film, right? Mm. That's largely interchangeable. Like you could just throw The Rock in there or you could throw Bruce Willis or you could throw someone else and it's pretty much the same experience. It still functions yeah. as the way it would. Yeah. Yes, and it has largely the same effect on everyone viewing it, the same way you'd say about like a family film or... I think the difference with horror is that what makes people uncomfortable is so subjective. Yeah. And I think that's why I'm having a hard time finding something that frightens me in the cinema, whereas I find stuff online, mm. because I think what frightens me is, like, unsolved murders and mysteries and, like, yeah. creepy phenomenon that's not entirely explained. Whereas, the, uh, like, some other person, like, you might think, oh, that's fine, that doesn't yeah. scare well, me Well, I think, like you, like, you sent me that one unsolved video, and I was like, well, it's, it's really interesting. Yeah, yeah. But I'm not... But I was in bed, like, shaking. Like, and that, I think that's it. I think that's part of it, is that it's such a subjective experience. Yeah. And also, I think it's... Because I mentioned you before, the whole idea of your viewing experience of a horror. Yes, in terms of the conditions you're watching it in. Yes. Like, you have to be in a specific setting. Yes. And... Well, I think, like, like you could watch an action film in the back of a car when, like, you're driving somewhere. But, like, you yeah. couldn't watch a horror and expect to be frightened. Yeah, no, you need to. you need to be, you know... Curtains drawn and seated, like, like stationary curtains drawn, like in the dark, with no chatter going on around you. Because you did that with The Shining last week. I did do that with The Shining. Yeah, I just I watched it just in bed, um, with the lights off. Yeah, and you didn't you didn't feel aside from a couple of moments. Okay. Um, which are probably the they're, they're like the moments are the moments that everybody knows from The Shining. The one where Danny goes around the corner and the twins are there. Yes. And um, there's a couple of other instances that I actually can't remember off the top of my head, but they were there. Yeah. Um, but aside from that, yeah, not a terrifying film. No. Like, I mean, like, I, I, like it's one of those things where at the time 
I can imagine. Like, it being, like, a truly... Yeah, well, but even then, I mean, it's more... It's more about Jack just going insane and being possessed. Yeah. Than, you know, the, uh, the, the because, like, if, if the focus was on, you know, how evil the hotel is, mm. as opposed to, because the focus of the film is very much Jack. Yeah. Um, then it probably, it might have been more frightening. And I know that was one thing, that was one of King's big criticisms of it. And that it sort of, one thing he said of Stanley Kubrick was that he, he didn't grasp because Stanley Kubrick is a very skeptical man. Yeah. In terms of like religion and things like that. Yeah. He couldn't really, you know, properly grab hold of like how evil and cursed the Overlook Hotel is. Right. And sort of made it more personal. Okay. Which That's fair. it's not, I don't think it's an inherently bad thing. It's just like Stephen King was just like, this isn't, you, you just, you kind of missed, you, 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 you focused on the wrong bit. Almost, yeah, but like that, that's the, that's the whole, that's the whole art. Pardon me, I keep burping. That's the whole um, argument behind like adaptation. It's like how, yeah, how much I mean, responsibility do you have to be faithful, or should you just completely take it in its own direction? Well, that's the thing. The Shining is still a great movie. Yeah, you know, it's yeah. not. I've never read the book. Yeah, so I don't know how. Watching Doctor Sleep with you made me want to read it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's uh, there are a lot of differences between Doctor Sleep and the book as well. Yeah, having read about it, but yeah, The Shining. It's it's still a really good movie. Yeah, and it does have its moments. Or you are scared. But it doesn't... I guess it doesn't linger. Do you, do you think The Shining is like the Beatles of horror? Or it's one of those films that's like the Beatles of horror? And that you can understand why it influences things, but you don't. You might not enjoy it as much as you enjoy the things that it's influenced? No, I don't know if it goes that far. Because it's still... You know, you can still watch it and really appreciate it. I only find that actually today that... Or not today... I think the the night that I was watching it, because I was just reading about it afterwards, um, the the Steadicam only got invented. Like that was one of the first like six films I think that used the Steadicam. Oh really? Yeah. How do you invent the Steadicam? Do you not just like put a camera on a thing to keep it steady? I, I don't know. If I, like I, I could have read about the Steadicam. I meant to. Oh. Okay. To actually talk about <laughs> this, but I I forgot to do it. But yeah, that was one of the first six, which I guess is why. Because, like, you think of The Shining, you think of that shot of Danny on the tricycle t coming around the corner. Yeah. Like, th that happens, like, five times. <laughs> like, there's only one time where the twins are there, mm. but, like, there's, a, like, a good 10, 15 minutes. And of... here's here's the thing. You can you can credit that film, because that, that shot sticks in your head. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. But yeah. it doesn't frighten me. It doesn't stick in my head because I'm scared. Well, that well what I would say is that it, that actually is one of the moments that would scare you. Because the reason is it's not... Him coming around the corner and the twins being there isn't the scare. Yeah. But that's the bit that everyone remembers. Yeah. It's actually afterwards. Like, as that scene goes on. And the twins are like, Come play with us, Danny. Yeah. Come play with us forever. And as they're sort of... Like, as they're sort of talking. Mm. Like, there's like little flashes of like... There'll be like, like one or two frames. Just like slid in the middle of the shot. Of, like, yes. the twins, like, covered in blood. Like, gore. Dead on the floor. Yeah, 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 Which is, like... That, I thought, was really effective. I remember that. I remember that specifically. And that's yeah. really clever editing. And yeah. I think at the time... See, this is the thing. I think that at the time it was so fresh and new. And I yeah. think that horror 40... 50 years ago, right? 50 years ago at this point. 50? The Shining must have been, like, the Shining 70s. was 1980. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, okay, 40 years ago. But still, like... Yeah. 
like like it wasn't exactly a new genre, but they were very much experimenting with things. And well, it was it was a new genre, and cinema itself was still pretty young at that point. Right, and that's why I feel like today there is like a formula you make when you're making a horror film. Hmm. There's a formula you stick to, like. Uh, you know what I mean? Like, there's you, you have like say you're coming up with like a ghost film or like a paranormal activity film. You have your you have your protagonists. They're maybe in a new job or a new location or like yeah. they've been left like I don't know like Sally's been left a cabin by her great uncle who she never knew, but he yeah. was into some weird shit. You know? Yeah. There's all these books with weird symbols in the house, and, and then ah oh, these things. This... The neighbors there's are a little something, weird. Something's happening in the house. Yeah. I don't know what's happening. And the neighbors are a little bit standoffish yeah. and weird, uh, or maybe they're like too friendly. Yeah, and the and the, the protagonist's friends are like, nah, you're just being silly. Yeah, you're just being, silly. or mm -hmm. maybe it's a bit meta, yeah. like like your man and get out, and he's like, oh, it's a ghost house, mm. and then somebody dies. No, 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 we haven't got there yet. No, no, the weird stuff has started to happen in the house. Right. Oh wait, no, yeah, someone totally. So, dies. Somebody <laughs> dies, but it's even 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 after somebody dies, it's like, oh, for fuck's sake, it was just a, it was an accident. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's still the skeptics. And, and then, then you were probably like what forty five minutes. We're forty five minutes in, and like we go to a library. No, no. Oh, we go to a library. The yes, main character okay. goes to a library and says to the librarian, "Excuse me, do you have any books on the bye bye man?" And she's like, "Why yes, here's all here's all of the information you could possibly need <laughs> on what he is, where he came from, and how to defeat him." <laughs> I do love that. I do love seeing that in a film where, like, the research scene. Yeah. Like, you never, you never, like, when are we going to get, like, when are we going to get, like, someone sitting in their house with the candles lit and they just go, okay, Google, tell, tell me everything I need to know about the, the Great Cleaver Massacre of all five. <laughs> Cause that that's gonna happen. I hope so. That's gonna happen, and someone's gonna be like, "Oh yeah, that's a totally normal." Yeah, thing. of course. Yeah, like why would you go to a fucking library? Yeah. Like to us, our generation, that makes sense. That trope, at least somewhat. <laughs> like, well, <laughs> I mean, we're in that bordering generation where the fucking okay Google moments just go. We're gonna be Obviously. saying in the back laughing. Yeah. yeah. Like it's it's, but anyway, so yeah, so they've done their research, mm. and they're like. They were talking to their friend me on the phone again. They're like, something's definitely happening here. Also, Hollywood hire us because we're, oh yeah, we're, we've got it. We've got it yeah. covered. We know we know how to do this. <laughs> and uh, so they're set. The characters being like, okay, something's definitely happening in the house. And oh no, you're, you're stressing out again. It's definitely not. Then maybe a neighbor comes over, and they're like, no, nah, like shit's shit's actually happening here. And then the paranormal activity, whatever it is, starts to pick up. And then you have your big third act moment where it's like maybe like twenty minutes. In the house, yeah, as stuff yeah, goes down, yeah, yeah, and then it turns out to be witches. <laughs> no, it's what? No, it's never anything like that film. It's never anything else. It's always witches. Yeah, and then the house burns down, and she's driving away, and she's like, "Oh, I made it," and she's like laughing and sobbing and like hysterical, and the burning house is in the background, and yeah. then a witch just appears in the back seat and like grabs yeah. her by the throat, and then credits. Yeah. And then you have what, like sixty million a box office, and uh, yeah, the actress becomes a screen queen for maybe like three, four years, and yeah. then ends up on a MTV show. Yeah, wait two years, rinse and repeat. <laughs> <laughs> and that's that's how you make that's how you make modern. Do you know what occurred to me though? Yeah. In terms of, like, the difference between one of the differences anyway between what horror used to be like and what it's like now, mm -hmm. just having watched The Shining. Yeah. 
And I don't know if this is maybe just because it's a movie by <clears throat> Stanley Kubrick. Yes. But there's a lot more thought put into what they're doing with the camera. Right, yeah. Like The Shining, there's a lot of... Especially, I guess, because it's a movie that's very focused on Jack. Slowly losing his mind and becoming possessed. Yeah. There's a lot of shots in that film where, like, the camera will just, like... It's, it'll just slowly... Like, it'll, like, you know, Jack Nicholson will just be, like, sitting in one spot. Yes. Freaking out. Yeah. Or whatever. And the camera will just slowly get closer and closer and closer to his face. Yeah. And... Even though nothing's really happening, it kind of puts you a little bit on edge. Well, do you not think that the, the, the issue there is that I'm pretty confident in saying that a lot of modern mainstream horror, mm. I'm not going to speak for like stuff that gets like limited releases, I'm not going to yeah, like... Yeah. But I would be pretty confident in saying a lot of modern mainstream horror think that everything they need to scare the audience is in their subject matter and not in their sound, editing, yes. how they shoot it. Like, exactly. It's That's all down I mean. to what the film's about. Yes, you never see... You'd, well, again, I don't want to say never, but it's rare for like that kind of thought to be put into like cinematography. And you'll notice and, it though, because you'll you'll be like, "Wow, this is really weirdly shot." Yeah. But you don't think about that watching a lot of modern horrors. You don't think, "Ah, oh, the soundtrack's really kind of out of place and making me feel." No, it just it's strings and like uh, yeah, a steady all, cam shot. All, and, like again, it's all just the same, just the same formula. Yeah, just pulled out of the same kind of. But obviously, I mean, like, kind we're talking as if, like, this is, like, some great conspiracy, but, like, no one no one cares. Because the thing is, like, if people were actually putting genuinely frightening horror films out there mainstream, like, people wouldn't be going to watch them. People wouldn't certainly be recommending them, I don't think. You need something that is, like, just, just a tiny bit scary. So that enough people, like, so, like, for example, uh, such and such wants to bring their boyfriend to a scary film, mm. but he doesn't like horror films, because a lot of people don't like horror films. Yeah, so she's like, oh, no, it's it's not that bad. You know, it's not like... It's in the cinema. It can't be that bad. So, like, you know... <sighs> I mean... It maximizes their numbers. I, I guess, but at the same time, that is... That is a modern thing. That That's not to say I mean, that like, a lot of directors don't believe in the horror films they're making. I mean, like... Well, it's not so much... It's not so much that. I just mean to say that more in the fact that, you know... That... I feel like that maybe didn't used to be such an issue. I mean, they actually just got to see electrical release. Yes, but again, like a lot of like, it was new. You know what I mean? Like it was like that sort of thing was, yeah, hadn't really been done before. I don't feel like a film like that would really. Which I'm not. I'm not. I'm not saying The Exorcist is the scariest film of all time. I'm just saying that's as an example of no. But like, like there are there are visuals in that film that really stick with you. I mean, yeah. like Hereditary. I don't think that got. I don't think that got mainstream really. I, like I saw in a in a at least not over here, but like you see like a little girl's like decapitated head rotting yeah. on the side of the road and that I can picture that in my head yeah. and like oh, but then like well it didn't frighten me but like yeah. you, you get what I mean like it's that, that, films like that don't get put out mainstream or uh, wide release that's the word I'm looking for yeah um, because no. they need they need the formulaic car that's like easy and cheap to make and well not cheap to but make but cheap time you know I guess part of it is as well in that respect in terms of releasing things like that I suppose Generally speaking, horror is a pretty low budget genre comparatively. Yeah. Uh. Well. Yeah. I'd so you don't so. need to release it everywhere and have this giant box office success to make a lot of money. Yeah. Making a horror film, you know. I think that's fair. I mean, what what's the highest grossing uh horror of all time? I think it's it. It's it chapter two now. Yeah. Is it really? Mm -hmm. And before that, it was it, right? Mm, probably. Yeah. 
Um, but it's not. That's not a scary film. No, not I mean, at all. You haven't seen it. No. You've seen Chapter One. I've seen Chapter One. Chapter One is a much better film in every respect, especially the horror. Chapter Two is very. It, it Chapter Two is actually the perfect example of what I was talking about when I was saying I. Uh, is this movie trying to scare me? Or is it just that Pennywise is the villain? Yeah. Because, like, I would say a good a good 70 to 80% of the dialogue in that film yeah. would, like, it, it could be a Marvel film. <laughs> Literally, for the number of, for the, for the amount of, like, quips and, like, comedic beats that are in the writing. Well, the Marvel formula does like, I, like this is, I said this like six years ago and I, I'd still stand by it, but like Marvel films really dictate the trends for the next few years, whether it's in horror, rom-com, like it needs to have the Marvel formula. I mean, yes, but it chapter one didn't do that. Did they not? No. It had Richie. Not, uh, well, that, that was one character. Yeah. That was, this is the guy, this is the asshole that always makes the jokes and he annoyed everybody. You know what's, you... but like, Er, like everybody does it in a chapter two. Oh just, right, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. I totally get it. Mean? It's like er, like everybody's that character, and it's not like like in it chapter one. <laughs> Richie Richie goes on to become a comedian. As yeah, an adult. You know, yeah. Uh, you know, uh, the fat kid. Yes. Is he played by Chris Pratt in the sequel? No. That made sense to me. No, it would have made sense, but it's a similar kind of thing where he goes from. The, the fat kid basically goes from Chris Pratt and Parks and Rec to Chris Pratt and Guardians. Okay. <laughs> he becomes hot. Wow. And that's, that's his character arc. Do you, want, do you want to know what the arcs are? Actually, they're, they're evolutions as people. Like, where, where they get to when we're first introduced to them. Can I, can, I, can I make a couple of guesses? Take some guesses. Okay. So we'll start with... Richie's a comedian. I've told you Richie's a comedian, yes. And I've told you that... Well, I've told you Ben's hot. I haven't told you what he's doing. I have no clue. Is he... Is he a model? No. He is an important international businessman. Is he really? Yep. That's all that we're told? That's it. Oh, wow. It, the first time we see Ben is him, like, on a video call, like, on yeah. a conference call with some, I, th I think, Japanese people or something like that. Okay. Well, uh, I'm just going to say, like... he's like, I, ca I can't remember what the dialogue is, but it's it's long lines of a very CEO kind of like, get it done. Oh. Kind of thing. Oh, but really? But then it cuts, to, it cuts to Ben in his apartment and he's, like, not wearing trousers. Like, he's wearing suit top half, but because he's in his house, he's just in boxers. Oh, okay. Sure. So. The only, the only one I can really guess is, like, Ed, the hypochondriac kid, he's probably married to a woman who's just his mother. Yes, exactly. Okay. Um, and, uh, well, what about, uh, I can't remember the black kid's name. Oh, um. Oh, I can't remember, but he is in the town. Yes. And he works at the butchers. That is father or his granda. No. Uh, he's like you know what he is. He's like a local historian. Like he's like an important. He's on the council or like he's like the guy who knows everything about the time. Like he's either works in a museum or like he's a historian or a teacher. He's not a teacher. You're actually you're pretty much right on the money. I can't remember exactly. I can't. I can't remember what his job is. Okay. No, he does work in a museum. He does. I'm pretty sure he does work in a museum. Okay. And he is because he stays in the time. And he because he's the old guard, you know what I mean. Exactly. Like he's the, yeah. He realizes when Pennywise is back, so then he calls everybody and brings them back in. <sighs> so, uh, Bill, Bill, James McAvoy. Bill's a writer. Yes, <laughs> because it's Stephen King. Like he has yes. to be a writer, because I'm pretty sure he's a writer in the book. And I don't, he's I don't know, I don't know. Uh, he's still pining after Bev. 
No, Ben's pining after Bev. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, no, the, the Bill don't give a shit. He's still pining after his... Uh, yes, no, Ben, Bev, Ben, Ben, Bill. 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 Is... His brother, he's still thinking about his brother. I mean, yes, he's either... He's I'm either the... towards... He's either about to get divorced or has been divorced. Oh, okay, that makes sense. Um, And his thing about being a writer is that he's, he's like a renowned writer, but he's, his endings are all shit. So he's like... One of his books is getting adapted into a film, oh. and the 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 film studio makes him change the ending. Uh, okay. <laughs> because like... see, that's the thing. Like this film, that all sounds really formulaic and boring, and mm. and it's the highest grossing horror film of all time. Of all time, I haven't I haven't even gotten to Beverly yet. Oh, she's in a she's in an abusive relationship with a man who's very much like her father. Am I right? And you, you want to know something else fun? Okay, go for it. We don't even get to. We don't even find out what her job is. <laughs> She's just still being abused. That's, that's all we know about her. That's awful. <laughs> that's so bad. She's just more rich. <laughs> so am I. I don't. Know. No, that's character development. Yeah, clearly, no, um, you're right. So I've got a list of the highest-grossing horror films of all time, and I don't think. I mean, a couple of them might shock you. Uh, it 2017 is still the highest grossing. Chapter one? Yeah. Really? Uh-huh. Huh. Uh, number two is The Sixth Sense. Really? Yeah. Number three, I get why, but I wouldn't call it frightening now. Jaws. Yeah. Fantastic film. Makes sense. Um, that one absolutely makes sense. I adore Jaws. Like, it's always on ITV4, like, at 11 o'clock at night, and I love it. It's great. But it's not scary. Yeah. But it was scary at the time. Yeah. And that's the thing. These films that were scary at the time and that you rewatch now... It's because they've become so culturally significant, because of like yeah, them being much... the first of their kind. Same thing with like I, I probably like The Shining, for instance. I probably would have been more scared if I knew nothing about it. Yeah, but because I've like just absorbed so much of it just through like pop culture, or right? Just, exactly. Without even, without even trying to, without even meaning to. Maybe that's why it's so hard to scare us. Like, and I don't mean us too. I mean like kind of modern audiences. Yeah, well, that's the thing. Like, even if even if you haven't seen The Shining at this point, you've seen that shot of of Danny going around the corner on the tracks yeah. twins, and you've seen the here's Johnny. Yeah, you've like you've you've seen probably the main scary parts of the film. Yeah, no, exactly. Even if, even if you didn't, even if you don't know, just that's really what like it is. osmosis, like yeah. you've just come across it. Um, number four. Who are you gonna call? No. Yeah. Ghostbusters is the fourth highest grossing horror film of all time. So it's not a horror film. It's not a horror film. No, it's called Ghosts in it. Yeah, that's <laughs> like it's not even like at chapter two where it's like I mean I guess technically it's a but horror film but it's not that's the thing like, that is specifically a comedy like here's the thing and that's why it makes me think what a lot of people think makes a horror film is its subject matter and not how it's made yeah. and what the feelings it tries to convey are number five is The Exorcist number six is It Chapter Two okay. um, it uh, and then number seven which I'm conflicted about because it didn't frighten me, but it's a fantastic film. Get out. Yeah, like it's a, it's a great film, but it's not scary. Not scary. Tense. Uh, yeah. In, no, in you parts. know what? There was uncomfortable. There was um. I would say. There was a part where uh the groundskeeper is running towards Chris That's and he the... runs right at the camera. Yeah. And he's sprinting yeah. like. That is scary. That's that scary. is a, that is that's one of my favorite shots. You know what it is? In the whole film. I think it's unnatural things. I think that's what frightens people. Like unnatural movement, unnatural speech. Well, it's not even. Do you know? Like not even. 
at least just with regards to that shot, um, it's not even like it's not even it's not unnatural. Yeah, because that's just that's just a man sprinting. But <laughs> it's I, I I realized that I actually I don't think I've ever seen that before. Yeah, like in a film of just like it's dark and there's something in the distance. Yeah, that is just running directly at you. There there are certain things I think people would generally agree are really frightening to think about. Yeah. For example, uh, like being in bed and all the lights are off and the house is locked, but hearing like like really yeah. fast running up the yeah. stairs. Like, or like like yeah, exactly. Like it's more like a like a kind of a yeah, 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 yeah. that sound. Or like um like the tapping of a window. Yeah. When you're on the second story. Or like little things like that. Yeah. Or like I said, running up the stairs and feeling like someone's going to grab your leg. Like, yeah. those are those general things that will freak someone out. Yeah. And that's, I think that's why paranormal activity gets me. Because it's all that kind of like small mundane things. Yeah. And the fact that the film is primarily set like in a bedroom while they're sleeping. Yeah. Well, uh, you know what it is? I think, I think the issue for me with modern horror cinema is that it's become as formulaic as any other genre. And you yes. do get an exceptional... For example, like everyone was talking about The Raid for a long, long time when that came out, because they were like, oh, it's this groundbreaking new action film. And then John Wick. John Wick happened, and people adored that film. And it's not really that different. It's not really... Yeah, it's nothing really new. No, it's just because Keanu Reeves is like the internet's darling right now. And yeah. like, that, I, literally, if you put like Ed Screen or like any other kind of action person... In that film, I don't think anyone would care as much. Yeah. But because he has that kind of pop culture mileage yeah. attached to him, I think that's why people care. But no, the thing for me is that like horror has just become as formulaic as you know. You get you get either uh, up and coming young actress, or you get like Tony Collette. You get like someone who's kind of been on the sidelines for a while, maybe doing like bit parts and dramas. Well, no, like or like big parts and dramas, but maybe not wide release. And then you just thrust them into it. Yeah. You never get like a dude. Isn't it? Like, you know what I mean? Rarely do you get a male led horror. And that comes back to like. Yeah, I guess. I mean. And that comes back to the whole screen queen and like final girl thing. Also. That's always been the case. I mean, yeah. Yeah, but like for our listeners, if you want to read more about gender in horror film, watch Carol J. Glover's Men, Women, and Chainsaws. That is one of the best books on horror. I've ever read, and it completely breaks down the trope of the final girl. Kyle J. Clover, I think, was who came up with the term final girl. Mm. Um, but it's this whole idea of, like, women being seen as, like, in, in the, this kind of, um, in cinema, as be being seen as, like, this kind of submissive force. Yep. And then you have, like, some kind of dominating entity uh, that's always some kind of, uh... like, for example, Alien was groundbreaking. Mm -hmm. Because Alien, uh, Alien's like a male rape nightmare, mm. like uh, like the 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 creature itself, and that's why it changed. Like, yeah, everything is very phallic. And yeah, like the creature impregnates you. Usually, yeah. it's males or victim. Yeah. Uh, usually, it's males or victim. Usually, it's victims or male. Yeah, um, they're impregnated through like a forced fellatio. Yeah, they're made pregnant, and the 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 labor itself, the giving birth, is a violent act. Yeah, and like you said, it's phallic shaped. But the hero, the final girl, is this powerful maternal female mm -hmm. figure. And that's why Alien and Aliens, and to an extent Alien 3, 
was like this kind of th- these groundbreaking horror films because yeah. they were shifting that that kind of trope of women being this submissive force in the story and that's when the final girl thing kind of came about yeah and now you have like uh what's it? i'm trying to think of like a, a, a kind of modern film oh one of my favorite horror films that's not scary at all but it's like it's just uh it's the perfect final girl film uh you're next, you're next. yeah i love it like you have this character and it's a lovely it's an incredible reversal it's a it's a great yeah it's a great subversion of the or, final girl trope yeah where like everything's going to shit but like our main character Aaron just knows what she's, she's doing. Immediately takes command. Yeah. And it's like board up the doors, do this, do this, grab a weapon, and we're ready to go. Like the end. But then it's like it avoids the whole it, it perfectly sidesteps the whole Mary Sue thing. Yeah. Because somebody asks her, How do you know all how to do all this? And she's like, I grew up on a survivalist colony. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and like that's literally and then the other character's like, Wow. And then there's never and been that's it. <laughs> Then we just get on with the movie. <laughs> it's such a fun film. Yeah. But again, not really frightening. Yeah. But again, uh, again, again, uh, slasher films. They're not horror. Not really horror. They're not they? horror. And I love slasher films, but they're not. I mean, I get why Halloween was so frightening when it first happened. Because the idea of someone just walking into your house and murdering you was yeah. a very frightening concept in middle America. And like, yeah. the, like the 70s, like the idea of. And, like, this was a time where, I mean, like, America is kind of wild for the serial killers. I mean, like... Yeah. Like, as far... Like, you had stuff like the, um... The Axeman of New Orleans. That's... Uh, I think that was kind of an influence on Halloween. The yeah. whole idea of someone will walk into your house and murder you with something that he has found in your house. Like, the the idea of home invasions was very frightening to Americans, I think, mm. in the latter half of the century. And I think that's what Halloween was kind of tapping into. Because modern horror films, or just horror films in general, I feel should be kind of reflections of what people are actually scared of. Yeah. But I think the issue is that we don't do that anymore. Because what people are scared... And, like, when we do do that, like, you had that um, Unfriended I was movie. literally going to say Unfriended. <laughs> because, like, what are people scared of? Oh, well, getting hacked and getting swatted and, like... Yeah. People aren't really... I mean, that's a terrible thing, but people aren't really scared of that. What if Skype was cursed? <laughs> <laughs> oh you know what's amazing I've literally I've thought about it and like I know that film I've watched it I'm aware of it and I've literally just realised that's the plot Skype is cursed <laughs> but here's the thing though nothing has changed people are still scared of home invasion like it's not yeah. like it's evolved the very base primal things that people are scared of are still what they're most scared of Yeah. it's not like it's evolved it's like how every action film changed after 9-11 we all became like concerned with urban terrorism or like foreign threats and yes. like like it's why superman 2012 or whatever year it came out it's just buildings buildings falling explode going. buildings yeah. falling because yeah. like hollywood thinks that what we fear evolves with time which to a certain extent it does there are things in the modern world that fright like taxes frighten me but like <laughs> but like what we're generally most scared of and what i think is most effective in good horror are those really base primal things like like someone tapping on your window or like yeah. someone walking into your house. It's why the Stranger yeah. films, people talk about that occasionally yeah. as these kind of cult classics because it's just people just walk into the house Yeah, and that's it and that's scary. I just saw my hand move in the reflection of the window <laughs> and that freaked me out for a split second. Like, yeah. there we go. That's a perfect example of it. Like, I actually meant to close those curtains. But, oh well. I mean, like, well, it's in the mood. But no, but... um. But yeah, um, yes, yeah, 
Shall we um shall we maybe take a, a quick a quick break? Yeah. We'll come back to it. Um, um I'll have some kind of fake ad slash musical interlude. Yeah. And uh, we'll be back in two minutes. So we got some feedback from some of you guys at the first episode around a little long. And this one's about the same length, so we're gonna cut it in half, make it a two-parter. See you next week.